And welcome to AA Beyond Belief, a podcast for, by, and about people who have found a secular path to recovery in Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm here with my co-host, Angela B., and we're going to be talking about Step 11. And Step 11, when you read it, it reads as sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Can you help me out with this one, Angela? <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is a difficult one when it's uh, read from you know, how it was written. Um, but uh, I don't think that most of us um, approach it that way. So, you know, what was the way that you approached it or have thought of it, you know, early on and stuff? Well, okay. <clears throat> now, when I, when I was... Um, when I was going through the steps with the sponsors through my old group, when we got to steps 10, 11, and 12, the maintenance steps, there, there wasn't really a lot of practical work that we did. There, all we did was read, read the material, get together, talk about it. And my sponsor at the time just urged me, he said, the best way to learn about these steps and to work these steps is to help someone else. Now, later, um, many years ago, this is now, but it was further into my sobriety, about 10 years into my sobriety, I got a little bit more serious with uh, meditation. We started a meditation group and I was meditating on a very regular basis and got a lot of benefit from it and learned a lot about it. And that was my, that was my step 11. It was never for me, um, even then, um, about making a conscious contact with God. And I don't know if I even would even talk to my sponsor about that necessarily. Um, although we did talk about prayer, but that was so long ago now that I don't, quite remember it but as i as i um uh, you know flash forward to many years later <clears throat> and when i when i start looking at um the steps again as an atheist now i'm um excuse me now i'm uh looking at what am i trying to achieve from the step and initially what i came to, the, the conclusion i came to is that what i'm looking for is serenity peace calm um and i thought about the serenity prayer so when i actually wrote this step out in my way i just used the serenity prayer so for me this step is um seeking the serenity to accept the things i can't change courage to change the things i can and wisdom to know the difference however i get there and that could be meditation. And actually, you know, um, at, there was one point early on, even as an atheist, where, and, and I probably would still rely on this, reciting the serenity prayer, but not really thinking about it in terms as it being a prayer. But there are times when I might be agitated or nervous or worried or just feeling out of sorts. And reciting that in my brain does kind of help calm me down. And I think it does because of my past history of many years of using that prayer and saying it to myself still helps me. And so I, I will from time to time say it. I don't really think of it as petitioning to a God though, but, but I do, but I will do that. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at with it. Now, um, another thing though that I did like about this this step when I when when I was first studying it early on, and it's something that I've carried with me, is the use of imagination in a constructive way, so that you know I can uh, using imagination in meditation, so I can sit quietly um, and kind of use my brain to imagine myself 
someplace else or imagining myself in a calm state or something like that. And I, and I have done that before. So. Okay. <laughs> well, interesting. And I, I think that yours is a pretty common experience for, for most uh, people who are atheist or agnostic um, looking at the steps and, and such, or who, you know, went through them uh, the first time. Um, the way that, that I do it, um, I kind of consider this more of the continuing education step. And so, you know, to me, it's, it's not necessarily about prayer or, you know, petitioning to God or creating a conscious contact with God, of course. Um, but, you know, part of that is the, the, you know, the will for us and such. And so for me, it's, it's more of just, um, you know, continuing education, continuing to um, grow. Um, it, it's basically like taking what we did in steps two and three, um, the way that, you know, I understand them. So like the step the list of resources we developed in step two on things that, you know, help us uh, create calm, the, the resources that we go to that are healthy, you know, whether it is meditation already or going for a walk or hanging out with our dog, that kind of thing. Um, and then the intentionality of step three, which is that, you know, we're asserting that we want to continue to grow in in this process and putting them together and then just kind of amplifying that so um so this step i think is more about um openness and um and taking the the new space we have in our life and in our brain from doing the previous step work um and then putting something good there you know trying new things in life since we're not hopefully uh ruminating as much or you know we've we've learned a little bit how to keep ourselves out of some dysfunction in work situations or relationship and stuff you know what kind of stuff do we want to put in um and that's you know the part of it where it's like developing our ourselves more um you know what what is my purpose we can look at that a little bit more you know do I have a purpose or is there, you know, certain goals, you know, I don't mean purpose as in, you know, I was born to do this, <laughs> but more of a, you know, what do we feel like we can contribute? And, um, and so since we've done this previous work, this is a step that I think is about, you know, um, learning about ourselves more and trying things that maybe we haven't tried, um, you know, even simple things like, you know, if you were prone to go drinking in the woods, maybe you could actually try camping. Um, and, uh, you know, um, taking the curiosity, I think, um, of trying new things um, in different ways. So, so if you had so to put it in words, it. how would you, how would you word this if you were, if someone asked you to write it out? If someone asked me to write it out, let's see, I guess I would say it was something, it would be something along the lines of, um, this step is more about, um, continuing education, trying new things, um, so that we can recognize our potential. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So for, this is really, and, and, and that makes sense to me that you kind of get to the point where you've gone through, you've gone through all of the other steps. You've, you've reached a point where you've probably grown a lot. You're already working on a lot of things. And this is just almost like a, a, a recommitment to, to challenge yourself to, to continue along with that process. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, 
continuing to grow. Um, and usually you have um, more confidence, particularly after you've done, you know, step nine and, and, you know, gotten over some of the scary parts of, you know, what other people might think or what the repercussions are going to be from that, you know, and in step 10, you're, you know, developing better practices and routines and, and things to, to keep yourself, you know, more balanced um, emotionally. And so this is like taking all of that you've learned and and being able to try stuff that that maybe you wouldn't before so like an example um my sponsor um at one time was into ecstatic dance um which is like um it's you know when she explained it to me it sounded very wooey <laughs> which usually isn't my thing but you know i was i was willing to try it um and and basically it's like you know a, a bunch of people and and they play you know music and everybody just kind of dances around to whatever way you know moves them or they they feel like it and and you know it's usually kind of i guess i'd say hippie-ish type people and so you know just wasn't really something i thought that i would enjoy but i decided that you know i was going to try new things and I'd, I'd never done that and i was extremely uncomfortable <laughs> you know it was very 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 difficult i was super self-conscious you know because of course you know everybody's looking at me in my mind you know it's all about you know how i'm moving and and um but i i, I tried it for a couple of months um because uh, for me, it was more of an exercise of, okay, this is uncomfortable and probably not something that I'm going to want to do, but I want to do it enough times so that I'm okay with it, that I could do it, you know, if I wanted to, and that um, the discomfort, the self-consciousness goes away. And, and that's what I did. And so I, I did it for a few months and it got to be where I could, you know, get in the flow and, and dance and, and do what I wanted. And, and it was kind of fun and stuff, but it just wasn't something that, you know, I felt like I would do long-term. And so I tried something out and, you know, and I gave it a real effort. I didn't like um, shy away or didn't stop doing it just because because I was uncomfortable. So that's part of the growth step for me is that, yeah, it was a bit uncomfortable, but I stuck with it until I understood the discomfort and um, was able to move past that. And then I went on to the next thing that I decided to check out. And um, for me, some of the stuff I've mentioned before is, um, is like uh, uh, cooking, baking. I didn't know how to do any of, of that. Um, and so starting to to watch YouTube and learn uh, different techniques and, uh, you know, all about butter and when you use butter and when you use margarine and when you use Crisco and, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff like that. You know, I, I didn't know anything about it. And so I started doing that and, and making cupcakes. And then I got into cookie decorating. And um, that's something that I find um that I've, I've cultivated and I've practiced a lot. So I'm, I'm not talented at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm learned at it. Um, but I'm, I'm good at it now. And I find that it's, it's very meditative to me, you know, the routine of, of, you know, I know the the process and I, I go and I bake the cookies and this takes this long. And then I develop, you know, the icing and I do the techniques and yeah. And I find just sitting down and doing that is, is a very meditative, um, 
thing for me. I'm in the zone. I have to pay attention to what I'm doing. And so I'm right there, right now in the present working on something. And so, you know, again, I consider that as, as part of this step because it's, you know, um, trying something that, you know, I didn't think I was good at or I, I had very little skill at um, that I might not have tried before because particularly when I was in, in addiction, I didn't generally try new things unless they were extremely, you know, dangerous and everybody else was doing it and you know that kind of Man, thing like, I, totally I did jump out of an airplane but yeah I, <laughs> but I, yeah, I totally so. get it yeah I you know I it, uh, the light bulb just kind of went off and I'm 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 I am I relate to you now so well about this uh I actually did the same damn thing I I don't know if I ever connected this to um my recovery necessarily or to any particular step but it makes sense so for me um, after I reached about 10 years of sobriety, that's that's really about when I was ready to move to the next level, I guess, and really begin exploring things like what you're talking about, activities beyond my normal um, recovery stuff. So at this point now, it took me this long, it took me about 10 years to get my life financially stable. You know, it, it, that's just what it took for me. So at that time, that's when I, I started doing things like running um, playing chess, um, doing fun things that I hadn't done before because of my drinking or because my life was, I was just so busy trying to get my life together. And I was, I was learning, I was doing things that bike riding, different things that I just wasn't doing. And you're right. For me, they were very meditative. They were very, they took me, they took my mind off of any other kind of, um, worry or concern I might have. And at this point, I don't really have that many. I was kind of thinking today before I got on to, to talk with you, I thought, you know, what, you know, what do I do today to calm myself or whatever, but I don't really have situations so often anymore where I um, feel like I have to do anything to calm myself down. I just don't feel like you know, things are going pretty smooth. I've been really lucky in that regard here lately, I guess. But um, yeah, but, but those things, and I just got back to running, um, oh gosh, I haven't been good about it since my wife's surgery, but I was getting back into it and I really do enjoy it because it's that once I get into that groove, I, I'm not, I, I don't know. It, I just kind of puts me in a different, different, um, thought plane, I guess. And when I, when, when I leave the gym after running, I always do it on a treadmill. I always just feel like uplifted and I just feel better. And when I do that on a regular basis, it helps. But yeah, I started exploring things like that as well and um, still do. Right. And it, I, I like, you know, several things about it. One is that um, I think after working the steps, um, trying things and then deciding I don't like them wasn't as difficult as it was, you know, if I did try it before, sometimes I'd feel like, you know, guilt, like I have to keep going with this, even if I don't like it, it was easier for me to, you know, give something a real effort and then determine and, and try something else if I didn't like it or commit more, you know, if it's something that I thought was good for me or that I could benefit from or, you know, help other people with and stuff. And so that, that was a little bit of a new thing for me. Um, because again, I've spoken before in the steps of, um, learning to have boundaries and say no and all of that kind of stuff was a, a difficult thing for me. So this was another part of that where I got, you know, some growth is that, you know, I got to try something like this 
ecstatic dance and then determined that I, I didn't want to be part of that and not feel like, you know, I was letting down the entire community or, or whatever, whatever else, you know, um, uh, we do, I think uh, a lot of us, we can get a little carried away sometimes um, with this. So we, you know, um, it, be mindful of that. Um, oftentimes, um, sometimes we'll take up running or things and then we injure ourselves because we push it too far because we get so excited about it. Um, there was one woman in, in one of my meetings who talked about that, you know, um, she was gonna, gonna get into fishing because she'd always, you know, been going to the river and you know with beer and she called that fishing um and so to get into fishing instead of just getting you know a, a fishing pole and tackle box and stuff she got you know several fishing poles and a boat and you know and like went you know totally overboard and and i can relate to that too uh, one of the things that i tried was uh hula hooping all of my friends it felt like you know could hula hoop and I, I couldn't hula hoop and so I learned how to hula hoop and then I learned how to make hula hoops and then I started selling hula hoops and oh my God. Know, and it's just like yeah it's like you know really going for it and so starting to learn a little bit of balance with oh that. wow Angela Again, you're just like I me think this is, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you a story I, I about um uh, uh, just something just like that I got into coin collecting okay and because I coin collected as a kid. Well, the next mm -hmm. thing you know, I'm selling coins on eBay, buying coins on eBay. And then next thing you know, I've got a damn website, um, numismaticsupplies.com. And I'm buying <laughs> coins, coin collecting supplies wholesale so, and trying to sell them retail. And I'm going to coin shows all over the Midwest trying to sell this crap. Oh my God, it became like a full-time job and I wasn't making any money at it because it's like these coin collecting supplies are dirt cheap. I mean, it's like you, you have to sell boxes and boxes of the crap. I mean, we're talking right. about little things that you hold coins in. Oh my God. So right. anyway, my basement yeah. to this day is full of coin collecting supplies and it drives my <laughs> wife crazy. What she does now, yeah. you know, cause she was on my ass for a long time saying, you got to do something mm -hmm. about this basement. Well, I just, I'm bad about it. I just never did. Anyway, what she's yeah. doing now, she just grabs a few boxes of this stuff at a time and she takes it to this coin dealer and sells it to him. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I did that. I you mean, I got totally out of hand. Why couldn't I just collect the damn coins and not have a big business and website? Right. Yeah. yeah. So you can't yeah. get carried away. It, you got to be takes, real careful. Yeah. Yeah. It takes uh, practice and uh, probably if we worked on the meditation part, maybe we'd get that quicker, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, but yeah, I, um, there's that. I, I tried beading, um, you know, making necklaces and stuff. So I got all of this beading supplies and, and that's not cheap. Um, and then I determined that really, uh, you know, I didn't like beading. I, I, I liked, you know, playing with the beads I like touching the beads the tactile stuff but you know I really don't like to bead so you know I, I held on to the stuff for a while and then eventually I'm like you you really you know don't like to bead you should give it to people who you know would benefit more and so um so yeah so it, you know I did that but I I tried it out and so you know I tried that as a, a new thing um and um, and then exploration, you know, academically, you know, um, looking into new things, reading books and, and studying. And a lot of us, I think, think, you know, can, can get into that. And particularly those of us that are that are secular and trying to make our way, you know, in recovery, particularly in 12 step meetings. You know, I think a lot of us really get into reading and exploring. And, and so, yeah, I think that's that's helpful as well um, to 
expand, you know, our ideas, you know, both of, of addiction or substance use or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, and being aware of, of all of the different information out there so that we are, you know, making good decisions about ourselves and uh, changing our language if, if that's what uh, works for us or what would work better for us, you know, so it's, you know, continuing to grow basically. Yeah. And it's really putting yourself outside into the world, outside of AA, outside of recovery, but you're interacting with all kinds of people in the real world doing things, you know, that aren't necessarily related to, you know, recovery per se. Uh, but it's getting you out there meeting these people and expanding your horizons. This, all of this stuff happened to me after that 10 year mark. That's when I went back to school and this was happening. I started reading more. Um, I still enjoy reading. And anyway, I, now all of the stuff I all of the stuff I I incorporate into uh, AA Beyond Belief the website and all that kind of stuff and I have to kind of watch that too because I can get carried away. Like um, today nowadays, if I read a book, I feel like I have to write a, a book review and post it on AA Beyond Belief, and I stress myself out over it because it's like. I, I have a hard time writing these damn book reviews. They're hard <laughs> to write. So I'm, I'm telling myself, like, I just given up on the last two books I read about writing reviews. I said, you know what? Damn it. I read the book. I liked the book. I don't know what to tell anyone about it. I, you know, I liked it. I said, I just got to move on. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and there's lots of ways you can share it too, you know, so sharing it in the online communities or, you know, in podcasts like this, uh, you know, we've talked about a couple of different books that, that are helpful and, and, uh, and different things, you know, I really am enjoying it this time. Well, enjoying sounds really strange when you're talking about trauma, but, uh, but it's an interest of mine in understanding trauma, developmental trauma and, and how that, you know, affects people's lives and particularly those of us who start using substances and, uh, um, and uh, I, I find it fascinating. So, you know, I've read like five books on, on trauma. And, um, and so I can talk about them, you know, in these podcasts or with other people in groups and, um, and share my information, you know, that I've learned that way. And, and so, yeah, so that's something that, that I find really interesting. And, and I think and that's that totally on board right with now. step 11 too, because when you're doing, when you're yeah. doing that, I mean, you're in a place where you're reading, you're comprehending, you're calm, you're happy, you're, you know, why is that, you know, any different from meditating? I, I, I just don't, you know, I, I just think that that's a really, you know, for me, reading is a, is a very um, relaxing activity. And it's, it's something where, you know, when you're reading a book, you stop and you kind of think about it along the way. And mm-hmm. to me, that's just a wonderful way to kind of get myself kind of chilled out, you know, and, um, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's how I always see these things. I always try to look at the steps in a practical way as to as far as what am I getting out of it? What 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 do I really want to get out of it? And I and when you when you think about step 11, for me, it's always been, you know, it says, you know, and I'm sorry, I always have to go back to the original and it's stupid that I even have to. But when it talks about um, uh, I maybe I shouldn't even what does this mean? This means this really is nonsense. I'm sorry. Now, the more I read it, sought through prayer and meditation to improve my consciousness. Okay. So I guess what I would, when, when I was looking at this years ago, I'd say my conscious contact with God, that doesn't really mean anything to me as an atheist, other than I'm assuming that people who have a conscious contact with God, they must feel like um, a peaceful connection. 
<laughs> you know? So I'm assuming that, okay, so I have peaceful connections myself, but it's not through a connect. It's not through, um, God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, it, I'd say like the, the inner peace with yeah. yourself. So improve your, your inner peace, your, your self-knowledge, um, your acceptance of, of self, um, for that part of the step. And then, yeah, for me, I, I think the rest is, is learning to, um, explore and, and develop, you know, what that self is, what is your potential? So, you know, it's kind of like, an openness, you know, um, creating a connection to life, uh, which, you know, is outside of, of AA, <laughs> you know, it, it's both in, you know, usually in the steps where, and when we're getting sober, um, it, it often is a major part of our life. Um, and then I think this takes what we've learned and, and starts to apply it outside. So making a connection to life, um, and exploring, you know, additional resources and, and, um, you know, maybe letting the, the inner child out to explore things that maybe we, you know, um, didn't before, you know, or, or if we've had biases that we grew up with, you know, um, I was thinking of like, uh, like gender, um, ideals or things that, that we had, like, you know, um, men are supposed to be a certain way or women are supposed to be a certain way, you know, and, and, you know, learning, you know, is that what I want to be part of my life, you know, realizing that I have choices on, on how I, I can do things and exploring those until you, you know, come to a place of, you know, oh, this is how I think I'd like to be. And, and this is how I'd like to grow. So it's, it's just really, bringing all of that together, you know, using mindful inquiry, inquiry, <laughs> if I can speak today and, um, yeah. And being intentional or aware of, you know, that we have potential. Um, a lot of us, I think, uh, for a long time, you know, suffered, you know, self-esteem issues or, you know, we did do, you know, crappy things and, and, um, learning to come to terms with that. And then, you know, this, I think is getting to the point of wait, you know, regardless of my past, I have potential and, and, you know, let's explore that. Let's see what, what this is. So, so if you're sponsoring somebody and, and you get to the step, do you actually have them do anything concrete, any, any actual action? Again, like I said, my sponsor, when I was doing this, no, we didn't really do anything other than later, you know, I kind of did some things that I associate with step 11. Um, yeah, well, for, for this, we, you know, we talk a little bit about what I've talked about thus far. Um, and then sometimes if there's, you know, um, if the person isn't uh, quite sure, um, we'll make a list um, that they can do at the end of the day to think about. So, um, so we do things like um, uh, think about, you know, did I um, do something today for my mind? Um, you know, what did I do today for my body, um, for my relationships? Um, how did I foster creativity? Or, you know, um, am I looking at uh, passions I might have, you know, interests? that kind of thing so that it, it gets you thinking about uh, stuff outside of the the basics of today of if I'm just being a nice person <laughs> and not drinking, you know, so what what other things are, are going on that um, that help develop myself so that, you know, I can be more helpful in the future and um, and enjoy life more. So that's that's kind of what we do with that is, is we, you know, 
think about those things and um, and start to uh, explore that. So, you know, I have them take time to think about it and um, to start trying, you know, a new activity or a new um, a new uh, discipline, a new practice of some sort and uh, and see how that goes. And so, you know, we do that for, you know, it depends on the person, but sometimes a month or, or so and, and try different things and see how it feels and how it feels to, you know, um, you know, how do you make the determine that something uh, is your interest or not, if it makes you feel uncomfortable the minute you do it, <laughs> you know, it's like, how does that work? And so we talk about that. Um, and then once they get used to that, then we can, you know, move on to step 12. But it's, it's just the, you know, taking two and three and, uh, and kind of, you know, applying it to the larger scale and realizing that, that we have that potential. Sometimes um, I think people get stuck in recovery and, you know, and they do good things in recovery they get into service and they, you know, um, are better people, but they sometimes get stuck in that that's all that they feel like they can do. That's all they feel they're successful at is being, um, a person in recovery. Um, which, you know, for some people, maybe, maybe that is the best thing for them is being a person in recovery. But for, for me, um, I felt like the step is, you know, taking what I've learned and the tools I've, I've gathered and the self-esteem that I've gathered and, um, and, you know, stepping out into the world and trying it in different places. And sometimes it works well in different places and sometimes it doesn't, it really, you know, depends on what you're doing and what your interests are. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I I work with it when I'm working with somebody and and well, I really like your take 11. on it. I like it because you get away from meditation, and that's such a hang up for a lot of people because meditation is not something that a lot of people like to do. You know, it's not it's not it's just I have you know I I can see that there are definitely benefits from it, and I think that if people like to meditate, they definitely should. But there are other ways of achieving the same goal. I think that not aren't necessarily sitting in a chair, you know, quietly or whatever. You know? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I think it's the idea, the the preconceived idea of what meditation is that that is difficult for for a lot of people. Um because like we said, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can experience that, you know, like the, is it the Tibetan monks that do the, the sand mandalas where they spend lots and lots of time, you know, doing this beautiful thing and then wipe it away, uh, you know, um, that takes a lot of, you know, intent and, and time and, and concentration and, uh, and it benefits them. So they're still getting, you know, the benefit. They're just not, you know, sitting there doing it, you know, contemplating life. I mean, maybe they are, but that's not, not how it appears from my understanding, you know, and part of my coming to, you know, understand this step this way was, you know, attempting uh, meditation. And I think it was probably more along when I was in step two, um, I went to like a, a mind sangha type thing to, to try to do, you know, understand group meditation. And, and I, I just could not could not get it. My I couldn't stop my mind long enough to, um, you know, to 
to get anywhere. And so it was pretty miserable for me. I'd sit in there and my butt would hurt. And then I'd try like, you know, we'd walk around and I'd try to do the walking thing, but I was busy concentrating on not, you know, stepping on the person in front of me. And, <laughs> and so most of those things didn't help. Um, you know, I do use guided meditation um, sometimes, but, uh, you know, when I'm doing guided meditation, it's generally for, um, calming myself it's one of my resources for um helping getting myself out of like a a um mental spiral or you know some sort of thing like that and and so you know i find those useful because it is somebody you know talking and and guiding me through you know thinking about either different parts of my body or you know relating to different things so it's it's still more of a mental exercise than what i think most people consider meditation to be you know that you're supposed to get you know outside of your thoughts or whatever and um and for me you know i've been outside outside of my thoughts um and uh you know i've had the skill of disassociation and so i i need to be more into you know into my thoughts you know not in in a ruminating way but into you know the acceptance way understanding what they are figuring you know things out i, I was thinking about that last night that you know i've heard in a couple of different meetings over you know the last 13 years that this isn't figure it out anonymous and um, and i'm like what a strange thing to say <laughs> it's just it's so weird to me and it's usually by people who are like you have to do the steps this way and everything's by the book and blah 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 you know it's not figure it out and I'm like well you know actually I think it kind of is at least for me um learning learning how to do it in a productive um introspective caring you know and compassionate way um but yeah that that's kind of my thoughts on it well, I think I think that we did a pretty good job on step eleven, actually. When you th um, I, and I hope that people, you know, uh, like what we had to say. I mean, I think that there are going to be some people that are going to think that we are poo-pooing meditation too much, but that's okay. I mean, it's just not for everybody. Some people are really into it, and that's great. It's just like you know, but some people aren't, and, and that's that's okay too. There are other things you can do, and you know, you and I, um, have found other ways, um, besides meditation to, to achieve what, what we want out of this. So I think that's great. Right. Yeah. Well, and it'd just be like, you know, the people who are saying that we poo poo prayer, right. you know, it's like, well, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, we do actually, <laughs> you know, we? So that, that's, you know, well, whereas in my home group, there are people that, that are, um, agnostic that, that use prayer, you know, and they're like, I don't actually pray to anything. It's just an exercise I use to understand what, what my desires or my thoughts are, or to, you know, um, to kind of understand where I'm at at the moment. And, and so they use, and they, you know, I'm like, well, isn't that more of an affirmation or, you know, I want to phrase it in a way that makes sense to me, but to them, it, it works perfectly fine as prayer. And so if that works for you, that's great. If, if meditation in a traditional sense works for you, then I, I think that's great too. You know, that most of this is finding stuff that, that works um, for each individual. And that's why we're putting these podcasts out there to say, hey, this is, you know, what I do or, you know, what somebody I know does, and this is how it helps them. And, you know, maybe it'll help you too. And if not, there's lots of other things. And so, yeah. So when we get to step 12, uh, you want to do it live. 
Well, I thought it'd be interesting to to do it live, to try it out, um, yeah. you know, because like with this one, you know, we didn't, we don't have as much material right. as, you know, four and five. <laughs> and so with step 12, you know, we'll probably talk a little bit about, you know, being of service, you know, how you put all the stuff together to be of, of service to people. And so, yeah, I figured maybe 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes to half an hour and then open it up to to people to call in and and either share you know their thoughts on on step 12 or on you know what we've talked about in the steps you know thus far um or even you know are there things that they think that should be covered more that they you know um would like to hear more about or think think that we should check out i think it's a great idea you know i think i've ironed out the bugs the the first live one that we did um I, the phone the phone calls didn't were, were were off they didn't sound too good but I think that was I think that was because something on my end I think that I had a web page open that was um, playing the YouTube as as I was recording it at the same time I think that I was doing something like that I, I don't know but I'm gonna be I, I, I tested it a few times with my wife <laughs> and it seemed to work okay so I think I might have ironed I think I might have figured that out I think it was just kind of a fluky thing the, that I happened to do that particular night because I remember I was kind of not sure if I was actually um, um, streaming. So I went to on YouTube and I opened it up so I could actually see myself, you know, see that I, oh yes, I am on YouTube. There I am. But I think I left that window open and it was kind of messing up the audio. Yeah. So well, we can practice it. Yeah, we'll practice it. <laughs> and then Let's I figure think. It, figure it out podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll, it will work. We will work. And I think that we can actually connect like we are now through Zencaster and then play it on streaming through YouTube. And that's what we'll have to practice. So anyway, that's some geeky stuff that, that, the, that everybody doesn't yeah. need to have to hear, I guess. But yeah, that's, we'll, we'll figure Unless it out. Unless it's part of their, ste- their step 11 <laughs> is to do a podcast. Right. And so they want to hear right. the geeky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that sounds fun. Okay. We'll definitely do that then. That sounds great. Okay, so, sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about? You want to cover before we head on out? Nope, I, I think that's about it for today. Yeah, I think I've got it too. So it was nice chatting with you, and uh, I do look forward to going through step um, twelve. And tomorrow, by the way, I will be posting step ten on AA Beyond Belief, so that will be out uh, tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow doesn't mean anybody who's listening to this now, but anyway. <laughs> all right you take care angela you too and that's another episode of aa beyond belief thank you so much for listening if you would like to help out our site and podcast there's a couple of things you can do first of all go over to itunes and leave us a review hopefully a favorable one you can also help out financially with either a recurring or one-time contribution You can do that by setting up small recurring donations at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash aabeyondbelief or through PayPal at paypal.me slash aabeyondbelief. And you can always visit our site aabeyondbelief.org and click on the donate button. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back again real soon with another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast.